Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Edition with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, we have huge news about Days of Our Lives. Stephen Nichols, who left the show quite abruptly in 2018, is back filming in Salem, and we will see him again this fall. Now, Stephen left the show in March of last year, and he didn't really speak out about it for a few months. And then he went on social media and explained that he loved playing the role of Steve and really wanted to be at the show, which indicated that there was maybe some sort of behind-the-scenes situation. Uh, you know, he kind of gave more clarity than that August, sharing that, you know, there was maybe a pay cut issue going on. But happily, that all seems to be water under the bridge, <laughs> and he is back in Salem where he belongs. And you'll remember that when we had his longtime co-star Mary Beth Evans on the podcast in December, you know, she said she was hopeful that he would be back, and it looks like she had every reason to be. Well, I don't think that there is a piece of casting news that can make fans happier at this moment in Day's history. You know, there was something that just felt unfinished with the character of Steve and with his marriage to Kayla, certainly. And he is such a valuable asset to the show, so beloved by viewers. And I'm so thrilled that it has all worked out. Absolutely, me too. Um, and we have an exclusive interview with him in the new issue. Uh, he talks about how there were lots of hugs and a really warm welcome upon his return to the set. So be sure to pick that up. Um, they are keeping his story under wraps, but I hear it is going to be a doozy. Well, speaking of picking up our new issue, uh, we also have the inside scoop on another hotly anticipated soap return, which is Ingo Rademacher's comeback to GH as Jax. So he hits Port Charles this coming week, and I had such a great conversation with him, like lots of schoolboy giggles, because uh, <laughs> he has already gotten into some good clean mischief uh, over uh, at the set with co-stars like Maurice Bernard and Ken Schreiner. Uh, and his enthusiasm about being back on the show is really infectious. And unlike the visits that he's been doing in recent years, this stay is going to be long term. Um, and I got really excited about having Jax back on the Port Charles canvas. And I have to say it also, it really struck me how I have grown as a person, Stephanie, because oh. when Jax came on the show, as handsome and charming as Ingo is, that Jax was messing with my Sonny and Brenda, and I wasn't having it. <laughs> well, I know you know that I was covering General Hospital during that time here at the magazine, and also a big Brenda Sonny fan, but Ingo, even then, really just had such charm and appeal, I felt it was impossible not to like Jax. Yeah. You felt that way. Um, <laughs> I actually did start liking him. I remember, like, I liked Jax with V, and I liked Jax's marriage to Alexis. Anyone but Brenda. I'm yeah, hearing. exactly. Um, but as a longtime fan, I, I have to say I'm particularly interested in seeing something that we have never seen before, which is the dynamics that are going to exist between Jax, Sonny, and Carly with a teenage girl in the mix. Uh, as Ingo put it, what do you do when your ex-wife, who you share a child with, marries your worst enemy? <laughs> what indeed. 
I have no personal experience with that. I could not counsel him. But but listen, you know, at a glance, the GH cast list shows you that there are a lot of newer faces in Port Charles. So I think it is uh, nothing but great to see a familiar one heading back to stay. I totally agree. Um, now, our guest today is Sal Stowers, who we first saw on Soaps on the reboot of All My Children playing Cassandra, Angie's daughter. You know, when I look back on that time, there was such promise for the reboots of All My Children and One Life to Live. And I can't help but feel it is such a shame that the model that Prospect Park had didn't work out. You know, that there wasn't actually the level of interest in binge watching Mm. at that point. You know, that wasn't really a thing in 2013 like it is now. And, you know, even today, you really still feel the loss of those shows. Yeah, I, I've thought a lot about the reboots and why they didn't work. You know, I do think your point is is really well made about the timing. I feel like binging became something that we all talked about like a year later or two years later. Um, and I was actually just discussing with a friend last week that if they had maybe dropped a season and then gone back into production for a second season, that might have been a more successful model. They at the time were rolling out multiple episodes mm-hmm. per week. Um, but I feel we saw signs that that maybe they weren't going to work, these shows. Um, and I, I'm speaking carefully because I truly believe that the, reba- the reboots rather were made with love. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw, you know, very quick changes in the writing staffs. I think the writing showed some evidence of maybe that backstage chemistry not being there. Um, I think it was an extremely ambitious undertaking, ultimately headed up by folks who who didn't have that experience, executive producing soaps or top producing soaps. And I think they experimented with things like showing more skin than than you can show on network television. Uh, which I always argue is not why people watch soaps. Um, and they also swore. Uh, right. And then they reversed that decision. Um, you know, I think also if you if you say with all my children, like, we're tuning in to see Angie and Jesse. Well, it's not that you didn't see Angie and Jesse, but it felt to me like we saw more Pete and Colby and AJ and Miranda, um, who were established characters, but not familiar faces. I mean, on paper, it really seemed like they had all the ingredients to make these shows a success. But you and I both know that there's so much more that goes into the actual production and execution of these shows. And they are vastly different from a 22-episode season on primetime or a 10-episode season like we see now on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. You know, the soap audience expects a certain product. And in the end, these just didn't deliver enough to keep them going. I'm sitting here nodding in agreement. Um, But I will be forever grateful that they happened because at least Todd and Blair ended up married on One Life to Live. You know I have a one-track mind, Stephanie. (laughs) Um, But it also showed that there could be another life for these shows. You know, use that experience now as a model and see what was right and what was wrong and try again. I mean, the audience is absolutely still there. A hundred percent. We were also, by the way, you know, introduced to some new talent uh, like Robert Scott Wilson, who's now Daisy's Ben, and as we mentioned, Sal. Well, let's get her on the phone and talk about Daisy and her experience back on All My Children. Hi, Sal. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, Mara and I were just talking about how soap audiences were first introduced to you on the All My Children reboot. So, oh my God, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, wow, wow. That's been, it's crazy to even think about because that was, it feels so long ago. I mean, wow. it does. Yeah, but that was my first introduction to the soap world. <laughs> well, tell us about getting that job and really what your experience was there. Um, I, you know, I honestly, I, I loved that experience. It was such a, it was so different because we were filming on the East Coast. 
So we were going back and forth. But prior to me getting the job, um, it, the audition was through self-tape. And I did the first audition, and um, it was, I kind of got a note of, hey, we really want to see her emotional, you know, like her emotional depth, like where she can go. They didn't tell me, at the time, they didn't tell me the storyline. So, you know, the, the sides were more of, you know, me and my boyfriend breaking up. But I just remember them kept, they kept asking for more and more emotional, you know, emotional depth. And once I finally booked it, I realized, oh, that's why they wanted me, you know, so emotionally um, just connected and deep because she ended up going, uh, being uh, sold into the sex trafficking world. Like one so is. It was, <laughs> so it was very, um, it was very, very dark. But I think I did maybe around three or four self-tapes for them. And then I finally got the call. I think it was Valentine's Day. I remember them sending me a big bouquet of roses saying, like, will you be my uh, our Valentine or something like that, which was really sweet. Oh, that's um, really sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. The producers, they, it was just, it was a really sweet thing. And, um, yeah, and I found out I would be going back and forth to – the east coast every other five weeks and it was just a really fun experience um i was working with that's where i met rob rob wilson for the first time um and yeah it was just a really cool it was just it was just done so uh differently like how they were filming there it was just it was it was awesome it was a great experience it really was uh, well, I'd love to hear about working with Debbie Morgan and Darnell Williams, uh, who played oh, Angie no, and Jesse, the legends. I love them so much. Oh, man, we just, we connected so quickly. And Debbie is just, I remember I used to call her um, Mama Bear because she's just, uh, she's so nurturing and, and just so wonderful to be around. She just has such a pleasant soul. And um, they... You know, that was my first, like, my first real break into, you know, the acting world and having, like, a series regular role and consistently working, and they they just helped me out so much. One, because my storyline was so heavy and dark, and if anybody knows Debbie Morgan, that woman can pull the tears out immediately. Still don't know how she does it, but she could just, you just look at her, and she just will just cry. But, um... She was just so wonderful. I remember there was a couple times where um, I think I was, because my character, she was being drugged and um, she was going through like an overdose and I had to kind of have a, a seizure convulsion kind of thing. And I just remember her cueing me into it because I was so afraid to do it. I didn't really, I didn't, I was so nervous. And I just remember her like, shaking me not shaking me but just kind of giving me the like help to do it in the scene without giving it away which was just really wonderful and there was another scene where I had to uh like throw up and just break down into her her arms and oh she was just so motherly and just she like really always went there with me which was really wonderful and off set we had a very just great relationship we would go out to dinner and to the movies and walk around um different places in connecticut with um 
uh, with Darnell as well. And they, oh, they were just so, so wonderful, great people. Like, I hate that I haven't seen them because they were just so, so beautiful to me. And, you know, their wisdom was just, I'm so honored to have had both of their wisdom, you know, given to me. I mean, it's quite a duo to work with right out of the gate. Yeah, they, I mean, the fur from the first moment I met them, um, you know, because I was being, I, my character was recast. Um, I think originally uh, when it was still on air, it was being played by um, Yaya DaCosta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course I knew they had a great relationship with her. Like she had, you know, done a great job with the role. And so I had to kind of, you know, come in and live up to, to that and, you know, prove myself to them and show, you know, my, my, my worthiness and all of that. Um, and I think once we met and kind of felt our energies together and that connection, I think it was just, you know, it was love at first sight with each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. Like I, Darnell, I mean, they are truly beautiful souls. Like I love them dearly. So what do you remember about getting the news that they weren't going to go back into filming? You know, it was a really, ah, I do remember it just not, like, it was, I was so bummed about it because when we left, we left with the intention of coming back, right. you know, because we were, we were rotating between One Life to Live. So when we were, when we were um, dark, One Life to Live was filming because we were filming on the same stage. Um, so when I came back to LA, I was like, oh, like, I'll be back in five weeks, and then that's you know, we got the news that, oh, um, it's going to be a little bit longer. Like, maybe we'll be coming back in August. Like, it kept getting pulled longer and longer. And then finally, we, you know, got that call and email of that we weren't coming back. And it just sucked because the way that it was all set up, it was it just we were all so close, you know. We were all living and this like extended like hotel and every like we all had dinners together and it I mean it was just such a a fun experience you know we were all so close and just always with each other you know our dressing rooms were all connected together so it, it just felt you know like we all had became a family really quickly and it was just it was just a really sad sad moment you know yeah yeah it definitely didn't feel good because and then also you know with the work that I was doing I I was giving so much and for it to just get kind of you know taken away and just you know ended that quickly it just it it sucks and everybody was just doing such great work and it was just such a joy so yeah it's it definitely sucks, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we we were just saying that, you know, we just wish it had been given more of a chance and that there were so yeah. many, you know, ingredients there to make these shows successful. Yeah, because I remember it was like when when it first came out, like it was doing really good on Hulu and iTunes. And then, you know, Oprah had put it on her, her network for like the summer or something like that. Like it was doing good. I don't really know, you know, all the you know, the, the legal stuff behind it with all of that stuff that happened. But, you know, as far as like the cast and like 
you know, the work that was putting being put into it, I felt that it was doing really great. Like everybody was really bringing their best. And, um, you know, it, it looked good. It felt good. The premiere was really fun. Just seeing, just seeing it all come together was really nice. Um, so yeah, it definitely was a bittersweet moment, but so thankful that I, you know, was able to experience it. And I got to, you know, working with Debbie and Darnell, like, that's just something that I'll, I'll never forget. Like they, like you said, they are two, you know, two legends in this, in in this, in the, the soap world. And, you know, it was just such an honor. So for that, I am, I'm very thankful for it. And it led me to to days. It led me to where I'm at now. Well, let's talk about that. So you got (laughs) cast on days. um, And so your initial run on the show was maybe shorter than you expected. But what do you, what stands out to you about that first go round? So the first go around, um, I know, I think I maybe did about five or six months. um, And then I was, you know, let go at that time. I think that was around, yeah, around five or six months. Um, I mean, I remember getting the, the audition and loving the breakdown of Lonnie because it, I think they gave an example of um, uh, Angelina Jolie and the Bone Collector. I think that was like mm-hmm. one of, um, like one of, like what they were, how they were seeing Lonnie at the time. And I love that movie. Love Angela, Angelina Jolie. She's very powerful. And that was like another description, you know, she's powerful, strong. Um, There wasn't really anything about her coming to Salem to find her father yet. It was just more so about um, her worth ethic, her work ethic, um, and just like who she is. And of course I coached my butt off (laughs) Um, because I had been in and read for Marnie a few times and um you know she always you know she's a she lets you have it she tells you you know if if you're not really giving your all or uh you know being being grounded and present and present and so I definitely wanted to coach on that and feel really prepared for for Marnie and then I remember that I think that first audition you know she said something she's like look that you you're perfect you're perfect for this you could have this you know you just have to really go there and that really stuck with me um and then I got the call back but then at the same time I my grandmother uh my great-grandmother passed away like either that day or that day after and so that kind of like threw me for a loop (laughs) um and so yeah it was that was a really hard time and I remember them trying to work out, you know, because I had to fly to uh, Illinois, um, St. Louis for the funeral and try to make it back for that. It all worked out. Um, I was completely nervous for the read with Greg. I was so nervous. I just was nervous. <laughs> I just remember, <clears throat> like, my heart was just beating so bad because I really did fall in love with Lonnie, just all the studying that I was doing and creating her and you know, uh, creating her what I, what I felt that she was. And yeah, I just, I was so nervous. And if I felt like that callback flew by, like it was like, I was in the room and then I was out the room, but like it just went so fast. Um, and then the torture part was having to wait and hear 
none. Um, if I, if I was, if they were going to test me, that was the torture. No, actually the torture part was after the test, but yeah, wait, just waiting to hear if they were going to test me and then getting that news, which was really exciting. And then I remember the test very, very clearly because I remember all the girls that were there. I think there was about eight or nine girls, which was, that's a lot of girls <laughs> to, to test. And you know, we all were very different in our own ways. Um, you know, I just remember being so nervous and Marnie telling me to do some push-ups to, you know, get my energy going. And um, obviously it remember, worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely worked. And, you know, then Marnie coming down and, you know, giving me a little, <clears throat> just a little pep talk because I, I, I tested with uh, Galen Gehring. And, um, you know, her, she just came in and, gave me some, you know, words of wise words. And I just, I remember feeling so like kind of outer body experience. <laughs> I was so nervous because everyone was out there um, and I knew everyone was watching, you know, so the pressure is on. And then at one point I forgot my line and I was like, oh crap, you know, like I'm just kind of standing are staring at the, you know, we're in the detective area and I'm just staring at the wall. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot my line. And then I look at Galen and he, he kind of gives me this nod of like, okay, you got this, you got this. And then, and then it came back, everything came back. It was really nice. And then I just remember walking out and Albert Alar coming up to me, shaking my hand and just kind of, I don't know. I just felt something from him. <laughs> I just, something kind of, you know, it, he gave me like this, just a really good feeling. Um, and of course, Bob and Marnie, they both hugged me by and um, just was like really good job. And it just felt great. Now the horrible torture part was waiting a week to hear that I actually booked it. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're waiting to, you know, when you just, you just want to know, um, I think it was like a Wednesday, a Wednesday that I, I tested a Wednesday or Thursday. I'm pretty sure I didn't find out until like that next Tuesday. So it was some like, weekend, I, I bet. Yeah. I had to go through the whole weekend and I kept just being like, you know, Oh, I didn't get it. Like they would know because the role was starting like that next week. So from the moment when I booked it, I think it was like, yeah, it was like on a Wednesday. I started working like that Friday. It was really quick. A little trial by fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and then I just remember, oh, that day was really, really crazy because I had a like a breakdown of like, what am I doing? Um, I was you know, also like mourning my grandmother, my great grandmother, um, and just feeling really down on myself that day. I remember like going for a run um, on Fryman and I was just like crying my eyes out because I just kind of felt like maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. You know, like I feel like I, I give my all. I was auditioning all the time and just nothing seemed to, to hit. And I, I think also like prior to that, um, I had went in for general hospital as well and kind of went through like a situation and it was just 
I was just feeling really down on myself and no lie, Stephanie, within an hour of me getting home, I booked two commercials, a co-star and Dave. Come on. Within like an hour of getting home. Like it was That's amazing. I mean, if that wasn't a sign from God, the universe that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what that was because I was on that canyon crying my eyes out, just feeling so lost and like, okay, I think it's time to throw in the towel. Like I've given this my all. I, you know, I can't, it's just, it's overwhelming at times, you know, when you're, you're auditioning, you're waitressing, you're trying to figure it all out and nothing seems to, to hit. And then all of a sudden something like that happens. <clears throat> wow. So yeah, it was a a hell of a day. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, but that like I'll ne- that I'll never forget that day. Never forget it. Well, Lonnie's first run on the show, you know, it was maybe not as emotional and story driven as certainly this past right. one has been. So you know, was it disappointing to you to sort of have it come to an end so, you know, kind of quickly into your run? Yeah, because, you know, at the time, I think we all were trying to, you know, figure out Lonnie and develop her and kind of give her a purpose. And besides just, you know, um, you know, being a, a police officer, because at the time she was just a rookie police officer. And then I then slowly made it into being a, de- a detective and all of that. Um, so I think for me, it was definitely a sad moment because I didn't really, at the time, I wasn't able to really find her the way I thought I, I should have. I should, um, you know, and then also like that connection with, you know, with Abe, her father, and just building building her life. Like I felt like I, I didn't really... I wasn't able to do that. So, of course, that definitely made me feel, you know, like, oh, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't I didn't bring my best at that moment at, during that time, um, which is what kind of switched over for when I came back. I was like, okay, I have got to figure out who Lonnie is. i got to, like, give her a voice, you know. But that moment of hearing that, you know, I was going to be, let go was it really broke me it was really I was really crushed by it and um at the time I also had broke my knee oh god so I was injured and um that was also very you know just I mean I was nursing a broken patella so it was really it was really challenging time um and one I had started, you know, I had fell in love with everybody at Days and everyone started feeling like a family and um, this connection and then, you know, being able to kind of create this woman and then not, it was just, yeah, it was just a a sad moment. Well, you certainly showed them what they were missing uh, when you came back for this most recent run. Um, You know, certainly last year you had some incredible story you know, what was that like for you to come back, have such meaty material and just really playing out the whole Lonnie's pregnancy and paternity drama and then ultimately right. losing yeah. baby David? Yeah, well, I remember getting that text from Marnie 
you know, she texts me like the show wants you back. And I remember I was walking into class and my heart just dropped. I was like, oh my God. You know, like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and so that was like the, you know, that moment that I found out. And I think it happened maybe within like three weeks, um, I was back. And I just, from the time that I found out, I was like, okay, I have to do something different. Like I can't, Lonnie can't just be another person on the show. Like she has to stand for something. She has to have a voice. She needs to have a purpose. Um, you know, and I, I have to, I wanted to make her very strong, not, you know, I wanted to give her, her depth beyond, you know, being a detective, uh, just really making her a strong, powerful woman who's going to stand up for herself and speak her mind and, you know, have an opinion. Cause I think that, you know, that's an important in all of our lives. Like you got to have a voice. Um, so that was kind of like my mindset. I was like, okay, I'm walking in here. Very powerful, very, you know, here, here, here Lonnie is, you know, I know who she is, what she wants, you know, what she believes in. So that was definitely <clears throat> something that was really important to me was coming back on the show. Um, and then once I was giving me, given these stories with that emotional life and the baby and the, the whole paternity thing, it was really, another, you got to see another side of Lonnie that no one was able to see when she, her first run. I think there was a little bit with the, um, you know, finding out, finding her dad and all of that. There was a little bit, but not to this depth. So once they gave me, you know, the baby storyline, I just kind of ran with it. It was such great material and just such a beautiful story to tell, especially between, you know, she's dating JJ, but then, you know, having feelings for Eli, not having feelings for Eli, um, you know, not wanting the baby, then wanting the baby and losing JJ, you know, then falling for Eli, then losing the baby. Like there was just so much to play with as an artist. That is what we want. You know, I was able to really allow myself to go there. Now, the pregnancy part was definitely a struggle. I don't know what it's like to be pregnant. I'm not a mother. <clears throat> so that was definitely something what I, I had to really play with and really kind of allow myself to ex experience such deep love for, you know, a child and then also deep loss for a child, um, which was really challenging. But then <laughs> during the storyline, I also lost my grandmother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I lost both of, you know, my grandmothers during this, like my first, you know, during days, which is crazy. But at the same time, like that losing my grandmother during uh, filming the, the, the scenes of losing baby David helped me so much because I was able to really experience, oh, it makes me so emotional talking about it. And I was able to really experience deep pain you know, and that was like real, it was such real emotions. And um, I was just, yeah, even though it, it was really hard for me, like, it was such a beautiful story. And I'm just, you know, I'm very thankful for the, the writers for giving me that storyline, because it, 
it was beautiful in so many ways. Well, you did an amazing job, and I have said this to you before, but um, I was very sad not to see your name on the list for <laughs> the Daytime Emmy nominations because you certainly yeah. deserved one. Absolutely. Oh, and thank we, you. I mean, <clears throat> we both want to, like, reach uh, through the phone and hug you, by the way. Yes, we, <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> That, um, that definitely was uh, a hard moment to see. And not, you know, because I was, you know, jealous of not, or anyone else, or just, it was just one of those things where I knew the, the work that I put into that and the, the story that I was telling. And I'm sorry, I'm like really trying to hold in my tears. I'm so, <laughs> so sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, um, uh, and then especially with like my grandmother and just, that was such an emotional experience for me. And to know how much I put into it was just, yeah, it kind of, it sucked. <laughs> oh, oh, Sal. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm so, um, happy for everyone because I'm like, it's not easy what we do. It's not. And when you are able to to give your all and, you know, to have people recognize it, it's a, it's a great thing. But, you know, everything happens for a reason and, you know, my time will come. <laughs> of course it will. Absolutely. And <laughs> wait, Sal, I want to say something to you that I've said to people before. I said, you always want to be the person, if, if you had to choose, you want to be the person that people say, I can't believe they didn't get nominated rather than I can't yeah. believe that person got nominated, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but it, that really was the conversation I feel a lot of people were having and a lot of people who really yeah. watch you, you know, felt that, that you no, should have been I in mean, there. Most of, like, a lot of our cast, <clears throat> our cast, you know, has come, come up to me and, and just expressed that and just like, you know, they were in complete shock and because everyone knows like who was there. They knew what I was, you know, what I was doing. And I mean, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me just being like, I couldn't even watch your reel because it, it just broke me down. It was just so, it was so heartbreaking and you did such a good job. And um, so, yeah, it's definitely, you know, a bittersweet moment. But, you know, I'm definitely going to be there and supporting my show and my fellow castmates. And, you know, at the end of the day, I still told a beautiful story. And I know that I touched someone's life. I know that, you know, there are women, families who have gone through, women and men, not just women, but there are families who have gone through that. And I've had a lot of fans reach out to me telling me, like, thank you for, you know, sharing the story. And this is what I went through. And so at the end of the day, like, if I could touch someone's life during that, that's all that matters to me. Well, you definitely did. And ours, because we really, you know. Just... Yeah, we were riveted. Absolutely. Um, wait, Sal, you. I have to tell you, I was a fan of yours before All My Children, because I watch America's Next Top Model. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. That was coming. <laughs> I once saw you in a Starbucks, and I was so excited. This was years ago. Um, oh my god! Uh, so, all right. So, going back to to those days, is it? I, I've read that you were recruited to be on that show. Is that true? Yeah, like I. So, actually, one of the casting directors found me on MySpace, 
which I don't even know if you remember. I was going to say, that's so old school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the casting, uh, casting, I don't know if she's considered a casting director, director but she was um, one of the, you know, people who, one of the cast, casting directors, whatever. <laughs> um, Kara, she found me on MySpace, asked me if I would, you know, be interested in the show, if I would meet her. Um, you know, I think we met like in Century City. She was like, if you would meet me for lunch and like talk about it. And at first, I didn't even know if this was, if it was real. I was like, wait, what? I don't, this is, I don't know. Like through my space, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I was like, talking to a friend about it. She was like, oh my God, yes. Yes, you are doing that. You are going. She didn't even let me make the decision. She was like, you are going. And so, yeah, I met with Kara and um, she basically... Um, said that I would, she wanted me to come in to, so they have, before they do like the big um, nationwide audition, they have like a private audition. I think it was only like a hundred girls and that's what I went to. And you basically meet all of the producers, casting, um, you know, you do like your height measurements, why you want to be on the show, things like that. So from that point, um, from meeting Kara, she had, she then brought me to that uh, that first audit that like a private audition, and then from there <clears throat> I had to wait a few weeks to find out if I was going to make it um, to like the next round. A lot of waiting. Yeah, this yeah, is the, the motif of, of your career. Um, <laughs> man, it's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I think this started like around March, April. Um, so then I, it was like after the audition process, cause then I had to wait for them to do the nationwide audition, you know, like where they, I mean, thousands and thousands of girls, I think it's like thousand girls. It's, it's insane. Um, so I had to wait for that. And finally I got the call that I, I made it to, um, like the, the casting week, which they do that first week of the show where it's like all the girls. Um, and then you try to make it on the actual show, like the, the final 13 girls. So once I got that call, I was like, holy crap, this is really happening. Like, I'm, I'm going, we're, we're doing it. They flew us all to Puerto Rico um, for the, the first casting week. We were on like a, a cruise ship. And I just, it was so surreal. Like, I hadn't even met the judges yet. Like, it was just, we were there. We, um, we did like, we had our first photo shoot challenge and I think it was there. It was, it was, it was that first photo shoot challenge we had. I told one of the other girls on the show that her and I were going to be the final two. <laughs> wow. This is the first, our first, you know, episode, the first week on the show. And sure enough, her and I were the last two. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. You should go to Vegas but, more. <laughs> I know, right? But it's crazy because we hadn't even, at that moment, I wasn't even, you know, one of the 13 girls on the show. Like, we haven't even had that, you know, that first, you know. Narrowing down, or, yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't even have that yet. So I was just looking, you know just looking into the future and just knowing, you know, myself, I'm like, I can do this. I'm going to take this. <laughs> um, so that was a really cool moment. And they even, uh, I, they played that on the last episode as well, which was really cool. Um, so 
but yeah, it, that just, ah, oh, that experience was crazy, crazy wonderful. Cause even after, um, you know, after that, I still had to come back home. I had to come back home for a little bit and wait more. <laughs> and then, but at least at that point, I knew that I was actually, you know, going on the show. And um, I think Tyra, when we did the narrowing down, I think I was probably like seventh or eighth in the in the calling. So it was very, very frustrating <laughs> hearing all of the other names being called and just standing there like, oh my God, it's, she gonna call my name like what, what <laughs> you know um yeah it was it was an experience but so much fun so I, just I can't even believe that it's been I think 11 years um, like I can't even yeah it was 2008 right yeah 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 <clears throat> so it's just it's mind-blowing to think about that and to think about that entire experience and you know just I was so young at the time so <laughs> when I do when I watch it sometimes it's like oh god <laughs> <laughs> just because you know now you know I've grown and I'm just a completely different person but it was just one of the best times of my life like it really was such a fun experience one of the best times of my life was 2009 when I saw you at a Starbucks <laughs> oh, <laughs> really, Mara. You know what's crazy is that to this day I still get recognized from from top model. You know, like it's yeah, I just people still approach me about top model. Well, I know my friends' kids are binging it. I mean, so I, I think you're finding a new audience all the yeah, time. Absolutely, all the the time. many yeah. more times than I care to admit. If I see that it's on. You will not see me for the next seven hours because they do. They they do the marathons and it's it's it, yeah. That show holds up. <laughs> it's good guilty it does, TV. It does. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was just a, it's a fun show and you know, uh, a lot of a lot of just good moments. <laughs> but you know, they're putting thirteen girls in a house together who don't know each other. Like, so yeah, it's it's, it's going to be good TV. Um, well, you told us that you uh, will occasionally text with Tyra. I mean, what was your relationship like with her, or how would you describe how she was during the filming of that? Uh, you know, Tyra is such a wonderful woman. You know, I think, you know, what a lot of people forget is, like, us girls don't really get to interact, like, interact with her, like, on the show. Like, we, we see her, like, judging and the judging and some of the, like, the photo shoots. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, she comes to work, like, that's her job, but she was always such, such a pleasure, you know, so sweet and like genuine and really giving us, you know, true advice. And like, she wants us to do well. She wants us to succeed, you know? And so that was, that, that was always really nice. And, um, you know, we follow each other on social media and occasionally we'll have, you know, little exchanges here and there, but I, I absolutely adore Tyra. I respect who she is as a businesswoman and what she's created. Like she's given so many girls an opportunity that they may have never had, you know, and I have to say again, like who, like, like, you know, my journey all starts with top model. 
you know, like, who knows from top model if I would have gotten all my children, all my children, what I, if I would have gotten days, you know, like, top model was definitely a, a stepping stone for me, and it opened doors for me, and it, it allowed me to see myself, you know, uh, just, okay, differently in this, in this industry, mm-hmm. and it definitely led me to acting, for sure, because through, like, I had dibbled in acting class before Top Model, but I wasn't sure if it was something that I truly could do. And then through that show and opportunities that I was given, I really did see like, oh, okay, this is what I who I am and I do love this. And this is something that I could actually see myself doing long term. And it led you to talking to us today. I know. You, aren't you lucky? I, 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 lucky so thankful I'm such a lucky girl and you know this 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 industry it's hard you know it's it's a challenge and but if you really love it and you you know are persistent and you you do the work you put in the the time and have that uh, perseverance and desire like it does it will pay itself it will pay itself back maybe not when you want it or when or uh, exactly when you want it to come but it, it does it does come to you well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sal. We really love talking to you. Oh, thank you. You guys are such a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I hope I gave you some good stuff. Oh, you, totally you did. certainly did. And we will see you at the Emmys. Yeah, including, by the way, permission to accost you the next time I see you at a Starbucks. So look forward to that. <laughs> yes, whenever you see me. Yes, please. All right, I have... will see you guys at the Emmys. Yes. All right. Bye, have a great Sal. day, Sal. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Sal Stowers for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.